Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. 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 Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Anthony and Todd Show. I'm your host, Trevor. And I'm Vincent. And congratulations. You've made it to the end of the year lists. Here's your prize. A bunch of lists. <laughs> Woohoo. We will be sending you a pound of bananas in your mail. <laughs> I think that's pretty dangerous. No, it's not. <laughs> Too much potassium. I've been, playing, I've been playing Stardew Valley, and I just think it's really funny when you, like, sell a meal or something, because you're just putting a plate of loose food into your mailbox. It's just, like, it's just a funny thought. Or, like, when you give somebody, like, spaghetti at nine in the morning, and they're like, hey, thanks. I love this. If someone gave me spaghetti at nine in the morning, I'll be like, thank you, partner. Well, that's what they say in the game too they love that today we got the best eps of 2020 for you uh our first that was 2021 oh god is it has it been a full year already the best peas of 2021 first one well i am <laughs> my favorite probably the best my one. favorite song by the black eyed peas i cannot say because it's offensive <laughs> Sadly, Black Eyed Peas are not on the list this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> what a travesty. Now, they had that album last year, right? Or am I just... I think so. But it was like nothing like anything they've ever put out in, in a bad way. <laughs> what we need is the end too. <laughs> I want to scream and shout and let it all... Wait, that's a Black Eyed Peas song, right? I don't know. Or is that just I the Will so. I Am song? No, I, I think re- that might be just Will I Am. <laughs> well, Will I Am's the only member that matters. Name the other two members. Don't think you can. Thoughts. Apple D. App and Taboo. Is that actually their names? Yeah, look it up. Oh, we probably should actually get on to this year. No more messing around. So we no got more black eyed peas. Oh. Uh, anyway, this is the best EPs of 2021. They are in no particular order. Actually, I lied. They are in a particular order, and that particular order is alphabetical. Oh, uh, without any further ado, the list. <laughs> is the that how this works? Review. Now? <laughs> Go for it. The Alchemist. This thing of ours, one and two. Legendary Beverly Hills producer The Alchemist has been on a bit of a hot streak lately. Just last year, he collaborated with Freddie Gibbs to produce the critically acclaimed Alfredo, and this year produced whole albums for both Armand Hammer and Boldy James. Also this year, in his, I'm sure, ample free time, he put out his surprisingly underrated EP, This Thing of Ours, as well as its sequel, both of which serve as a kind of who's who of underground rap. The first tape alone boasts some great features from Earl Sweatshirt, Navy Blue, Maxo, Pink Sifu, Boldy James, and Sideshow, with its follow-up adding Mavi, Mike, Vince Staples, Z-Loopers, and the rest of the Bruiser Brigade into the mix. Put together, both projects' total runtime is only just above about a half hour, but it's packed to the brim with great features and beats from Alk. None of these guys sound like they're really phoning it in either, or returning a favor. Alchemist just creates great art that attracts like minds. Part 1 is much more jazzy and urban sounding, with Loose Change making great use of this catchy horn sample that I 
whistle all the time and my girlfriend gets mad. Nubbles takes a more uh, cinematic, dreamlike approach interspersed with these vocal snippets from a kid. Part 2, on the other hand, features darker and hazier beats, which really work well for artists like Z Loopers on Wild Style or Bruiser Brigade on Flying Spirit, all of which don't have to sacrifice their weird personas for the sake of the music. 6-5 Heartbeats includes a great low-key performance from Vince Staples, which I think is probably better than anything he put out on his self-titled this year. Uh, and it's got this really great instrumental that feels like it's pulled straight out of Hey Arnold. I feel like both of these EPs work really well at conveying the mood of their cover artwork, with part one being a city in the daytime and part two taking place at night. Every rapper on the project I feel like was perfectly chosen, and each track sits in a place where they have unique qualities that make them stand out in your mind, but convey the mood of walking through the city and meeting all these different characters and listening to their stories. Kind of reminds me of that side talk TikTok where they're like, what do you want to tell Joe Byron? <laughs> and all these people are like talking to you. <laughs> The Alchemist may have proven his mettle in the mainstream with some of his bigger name production jobs from last year, but definitely don't sleep on this one. I think it stands with some of the best performances of this year. Honestly, this feels like one of Alchemist's largest and most ambitious projects to date. This perfect curation of atmosphere and MCs. Top underground rappers and higher profile MCs over top dreamy beats that only the Alchemist can provide. This project takes the relaxed but cutthroat DNA of Alfredo and spins it across two different EPs. These projects flow incredibly and never seem not to exceed expectations. Especially the second half with Bruiser Wolf and Z Loopers, who seem to be more strange and unique as ever, completely dominating both the perspective tracks. These are essential underground hip-hop releases, and probably my favorite EPs of the year. Make sure you don't miss out. Angel Olsen. Isles. To me, the coolest thing about Angel Olsen's EP, Isles, is the lack of emotion to the songs she covers. As she said, she heard all five of these songs while shopping at the grocery store, and that's literally it. These aren't beloved songs that the general population hold near and dear. They're just kind of cheesy remnants of the 80s that people will hear and be like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember that song. That being said, there's no room for emotional attachment here, just digging deep into the DNA of each song and making them her own. Her cover of Laura Branigan's Gloria is stripped of all of its bright, shiny polish, leaving only the skeleton of its catchy melody, which is now made downright haunting. And because the bones are good, even when slowed down to a crawl and played in a haunted house, the song still stands. Similarly, her cover of Men Without Hats' Safety Dance takes out the iconic spelling section, which is my favorite part when I was a kid, but more than makes up for it with new roaring synth work and grandeur. I love her twist of the line to be, is it safe to dance? which may make Safety Dance a new queer anthem, possibly. My favorite track is probably Eyes Without a Face, mostly because I absolutely cannot stand Billy Idol's original, or really literally any Billy Idol song in general. I well, hate you Rebel You don't Yell. like White Wedding? No, I hate White Wedding. I hate Rebel Yell. What Anything about White that Billy Wedding Idol... Part 4? No, I hate, I hate it. <laughs> Billy Idol, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Her cover takes all the cheese out of the original and covers it all with this shroud of darkness. I think this EP was overlooked purely because it wasn't seen as serious, but I think that's what makes it all the better. I didn't care much for All Mirrors from last year, so to see Olsen doing something a little less melodramatic and a little more spontaneous is okay by me. Angel Olsen takes the lingering, slow-tempo pop music from All Mirrors and combines it with huge ballads for guaranteed hits. I read that as huge balls. <laughs> Combines it with huge balls for guaranteed hits. Like on Wipeout. 
Okay. <laughs> All Mirrors was lost in its style too much. Having these really cheery pop songs to fill in the void helps Angel to keep herself on track, so she never loses herself in aesthetic too much. The drawn-out style of this EP is fun and it works to escalate emotion, never being too much because these songs have this campy quality to them, especially Safety Dance, where Angel Olsen at times feels like she's trying to prolong the track as much as possible, going as slow as she can, as Trevor said, going through a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I am Angel Olsen. Ooh, safety. <laughs> Wear your helmets. <laughs> I hope men without hats, they don't wear helmets. Oh, okay. I hope Angel took some songwriting notes from the song she chose. I would like to hear original songs from her in the style, without it being too much like All Mirrors was. Also, someone needs to staple Angel's version of Forever Young and do a cover of Jay-Z's version. That would be incredible. (laughs) Forever Young. I wanna be forever young. (laughs) Thanks, Pat Albert. You want to live forever. Please don't do that ever again. You're (laughs) welcome. You're canceled. (laughs) This is last year we do the show. (laughs) <laughs> this is the last episode. <laughs> I'm going to jail. Guess who's going, going to jail tonight? Jail tonight. You. It's me. <laughs> if you sung it like Fat Albert, that would be like the Marilyn Manson version. <laughs> <laughs> they should have replaced Marilyn Manson with Fat Albert. I think they. I think now Marilyn, that I can get behind. I think Marilyn Manson and Fat Albert have a couple things in common. <laughs> I'm not going to say what, but I think it's pretty evident. <laughs> They're both fat. <laughs> Corday. Just until. I think North Carolina rapper Corday is an extremely talented rapper in this new wave of rappers, but some of his tracks recently have been more misses than hits. I was absolutely pleasantly surprised by this four-track EP he released earlier this year, put out to tide over fans waiting for the release of his next album from a bird's eye view. The opener More Life featuring the legendary Q-Tip has a hook that gets stuck in my mind all the time. Corday raps about finding success in the rap world with his previous record and how he's kind of taking his time with this new project, just enjoying the ride to get there. Dream and Color takes a similar approach, with Corday talking about where he's come from and where he hopes to go over a beautiful production from Terrace Martin and Raphael Sadiq. This whole EP shows Corday in a much better headspace than where he was on The Lost Boy, which is a great place to see him. He's just enjoying his time on Earth and thanking his fans for being patient. I hope his positive attitude follows him into his next project because it truly makes this EP extremely pleasant to listen to. I wasn't too impressed by Corday's The Lost Boy. While it contained some bangers like R&P and Bad Idea, it was caught in this weird in-between purgatory space between mainstream radio-friendly hip-hop and conscious rap. Some of the songs felt heartfelt, while others felt generic and should have been left on the cutting room floor. Just Until gives me hope in Corday's future, though. His hit ratio is 100% on this thing. More Life with Q-Tip is intimate and contains an infectious hook that will repeat in your head for weeks. Dream and Color follow the same suit with a fun vocal loop beat. Cordate seems hungry and focused, but at the end he delivers an incredible vocal performance he hasn't replicated yet. Thornton Street is a great closer which highlights what I wanted from Cordate all along, ever since hearing his remakes of J. Cole's 1985 Intro to the Fall Off. Just a blunt, smart, youthful voice in hip-hop standing up for himself. What's Up with Young Thug is fun, but it stands out more like a slower thumb in the tracklist. Young Thug and Cordae have undeniable chemistry together, but I would have rather seen this track as a loose single since it contrasts with the lineup. Not to sell the track 
Act short, though, it's really good. Probably my favorite performance by Young Thug all year. This EP didn't receive the hype of The Lost Boy due to its EP status, but it's a superior project in my opinion. Flux. Uneven. I like to think of this new Deluxe EP as a postscript to their 2018 album, More Disco Songs About Love. The duo is hitting us once again with three long, groove-heavy tracks that venture a little further from disco and more into, like, 80s synth-pop territory. All the tracks here feature whining guitars, repetitive synth melodies, and compressed drums, which sound like negative aspects, but they all work together to create great Devo-inspired tracks, all with that quirky Deluxe charm in the lyrics. I love the line where he says, like, we're not the same. She's thinking red and I'm thinking dark pink. When you expect him to say green, it just <laughs> throws me off every single time. The closing track, What's Life, sounds like a lost Talking Heads demo from earlier in the band's career, complete with some pretty David Byrne-esque vocals. This is like the third EP Deluxe has released since their last album, and we're going in about four years now since a, a full-length release. So while the EPs are great, I hope that they're working on their next full-length project. This is Peak Deluxe. This EP has got me excited for their next full-length project. Deluxe has figured out how to max out their post-disco, new wave, and synth-pop style. Every track is hypnotic and is a direct dose of fun injected straight into my bloodstream. I'm honestly surprised that Deluxe haven't taken off yet, because they seem like the perfect fit for that indie darling status. Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. Unlocked 1.5. Last year, Florida rapper Denzel Curry teamed up with rising star producer Kenny Beats to create Unlocked, a fiery eight-track project put out under the guise of leaked tracks from the pair. It was just Denzel rapping like crazy over Kenny's incredible production. Nothing too, too groundbreaking, but it obviously had great results. When Denzel was put on the XXL freshman list, I think a lot of people thought he was just going to be another basic trap rapper or even a boom-bap rapper, but he quickly branched out to become one of the weirdest and most exciting artists XXL has ever backed up. On 1.5, Denzel and Kenny bring in a lot of other artists to get in on the phone, some producers and some features. One of my favorite original tracks, So Incredible, gets a soulful facelift from Robert Glasper's guest production, and also sees smooth talker Smino hop on a guest verse. It completely changes the whole feel of the track, toning down some of Denzel's aggression. Cosmic takes on a completely new identity as well, with new production from The Alchemist. He takes the track name to heart as he gives Denzel an intergalactic, futuristic beat to rap over, swapping between distorted synths and foreboding horror movie-esque keys when Denzel or guest feature Joey Badass gets more into their verse. Even the first Take It Back gets a more minimal production with muted trumpets and break drums from Charlie Heat, really putting the focus on Denzel's verse. As far as features go, Benny the Butcher gives a great performance on Diet 1.5. I love the line where he says, Denzel hit me and I couldn't get back fast enough. Talent attracts talent. There's no new production on this version, but it doesn't really need it. Benny and Denzel have great chemistry, and the original Diet is so solid that I think it works just fine. There's a couple of misses on here, definitely, but I think the highs are so high that it doesn't really matter in the long run. The best moments on the EP are when these guest producers give their tracks completely new identities that separate them from their original counterparts. That's why a tape like this works so well, in my opinion. There's reason to listen to this and the original instead of just creating more definitive versions of original tracks. Both versions have their own original ideas and merits. 
Just when you thought you couldn't add any more to Unlock, Kenny and Denzel repackaged new versions of tracks that continue on the glitchy fun of Unlock. The Robert Glasper version of So Incredible is amazingly smooth and made even smoother by the suave performance of Smino. Benny the Butcher's added verse on Diet adds even more bite to an already vicious track, and Jay Versace's version of Layup is faded and kind of vaporwave-like and aesthetic. The God Mode 950 version of Take It Back takes the glitchy hip-hop to its eventual conclusion by going full electronic, with huge soaring drum breakdowns and sporadically spliced vocals. Superior versions of track exist on this EP, so make sure you don't miss out. Fielded. Young Medusa. I think I've been unknowingly listening to Brooklyn-based singer-songwriter Fielded for a little while now. They appear to be pretty tight with Billy Woods and Elucid, appearing on just about any of their projects since about 2019-ish, and earlier this year on Steel Tip Dove's solo album. So I guess it would only make sense that eventually I would check out Fielded's solo work, starting with Young Medusa, their EP from last month put out on Backwoods Studios. While sometimes Fielded is delegated to background vocals on some other Backwoods releases, their beautiful voice and lush textures take center stage on Young Medusa. The strongest point of this EP is Fielded's knack for creating amazing and catchy melodies. Songs like Demonology and Damaged have hooks that would rival the catchiest of Adele songs and are a breath of fresh air to the R&B field where sometimes contemporary songs can fall flat. Some songs are obviously lighter and bouncier, like Goodness Gracious, but others like Damaged display the sense of yearning that cannot be easily replicated. I can't wait to hear what else Fielded has in store for us, and I can't believe I slept on their solo work for so long. I honestly had no idea what to expect from the ZP. I was interested because Fielded was recently in memory because of performance on Steel Tip Dub's latest album, being part of the best track on that album, Don't Move. Also, this EP being put out back with Studio shocked me because it's unlike any other thing that's on that label, which mostly focuses on abstract hip-hop since it's headed by Billy Woods. In the end, I was glad I took a chance on this. It's such a fun, light, singer-songwriter-like album, full of beautiful harmonies that bring a smile to your face and enough introspection and depth to make it lyrically intriguing. Fielded is more than a background vocalist for Billy Woods. She's a full-on vocal powerhouse, and I hope she gets that recognition. She obviously deserves it. Homeboy Sandman and Aesop Rock. And do. On this EP, you got Ace on Beats, Sand on Rhymes, Ace on Rhymes. <laughs> Known formally as Lice, Queens rapper Homeboy Sandman continues his trail of fire started by last year's Don't Feed the Monster with fellow rapper Aesop Rock on production. As Sandman has said, this EP was pieced together as a yin and yang situation, hence the name, of tracks written from when he was in a bad headspace paired with tracks from when he was in a good one. Obviously, the best example are the pair of tracks Cow's Milk followed by No Beef, where he admits to consuming dairy and then immediately talks about how it's not good for you. Sandman's bars, at least in the time I've listened to him, have improved exponentially, and this EP is no exception. He's quick and agile, making you want to go back and try to catch everything he says. Aesop Rock's beats are simple yet effective. Some of my favorite production moments are the drums on Go Hard, and while I don't necessarily like the style and lyrics of No Beef, the production is super rubbery and fun. The crowning jewel here, though, is Lice Team Baby, with its pounding production and its friendly competition between Sandman and Aesop. These two have incredible chemistry, and it just feels like they're trying to outwrap each other every step of the way. This EP is just Homeboy Sandman's toy box, just having fun with either ridiculous performances or song concepts. I feel like this is the perfect counter to Feed the Monster, still experimenting with flows like he was, but now moving on to some lighter material. He probably needed this release after some of the harsh material he focused on in his last project. A fun indie hip-hop release that's bright in tone, but still doesn't pull its punches. JPEG Mafia EP2 
Although we already talked about Peggy for his new album, LP, his second compilation of singles, EP2, feels so vastly different from that project that I think it's worth talking about for its own merits. EP2 is much more singing-oriented than LP, as evidenced by tracks like Last Dance and Fix Yourself, the latter of which is an absolute earworm. EP2 is also much more synth-heavy. Peggy says he's locked himself in the room with uh, three synthesizers and just kind of went for it. This one's for us is more R&B and soul-inspired, with a touch of Christmas music. I can kind of see where Hazard Duty Pay came from out of this. Panic Room is also aptly named as he and James Blake work together to create this claustrophobic and pingy environment for Peggy to just freak out in. This was a great palate cleanser to make way for LP and also a great way to throw his fans off the scent of what LP could be and would be. I like this as a weird detour for Peggy to slowly build up his own brand of pop music. This is the continuation of ideas he's toyed around with on the first EP, as well as his Millennium Freestyle that he put out a few years back. I think you mean Willennium Freestyle. (laughs) That's next. (laughs) That's what LP was to throw us off with the Willennium Freestyle. I think what makes this stand out more than the first EP is its dedication to style. All these tracks have this minimal autotube vibe to them, almost like it's some alternate dimension version of 808 and Heartbreaks. I would like to see Peggy continue to advance this style in the future, but I'm not in any rush as LP has satisfied all my Peggy needs for now, except for the Will Allium freestyle. I need to hear that. <laughs> that would be that would be a good thing. Kate Intimidated. I think this short but sweet EP from Montreal-based DJ and producer Kay Trinata may just be one of the greatest realizations of his fullest potential. There are only three tracks on here, but each one has its own identity and feature that makes it stand out from the pack. Each track features spacey and reverby production from Kay Trinata, while a guest vocalist brings the track to life. Intimidated featuring Her is a great club song, while Be Careful featuring Thundercat is bouncy and fun, with Cat singing sweetly yet vulnerably about a girl he's fallen for. The real star of the show, though, is the Makam featured track pay for haiti mock delivers this fiery mile a minute typewriter performance mostly in creole he's over a beat that no one associated with griselda could have ever cooked up for him but he excels katrinata's synth heavy dance beat brings out a fun looser side of mock that we rarely ever get to see katrinata's last couple of projects were okay but i think this style is where he truly shines and lives up to the potential that i see the gross domestic product of Haiti is 8.34 billion, so Makami needs a lot of money to buy Haiti, which is probably only like free vinyl sales for him, so that's <laughs> that's good. That's really good. He'll be there in no time. He can make that soon. <laughs> This EP is Keitronata's last album, Bubba, skinned down to its bare essentials. I love all the collaborations he has on here, but I can't help to feel like he's losing himself a little bit in other artists. I hope later down the road he goes on to make more music that showcases his own particular style off better. I feel like at this point in his career, he's too heavily dependent on features, but I still like this EP regardless of it's some of his strongest work to date. Kiro Kiro Bonito. Civilization 2. KKB returns with a follow-up to their 2019 EP Civilization, with an S because they're British, which follows the theme of time. Much like that one Strokes EP from a couple of years ago, but more realized, the three tracks on here follow the themes of past, present, and future, respectively. The Princess and the Clock tells the story of a girl exploring the world until she's kidnapped, placed in a clock tower, and worshipped by the people below. The song doesn't necessarily reflect the sounds of the past, as it's pretty hyper and glitchy sounding, but the story itself is a self-fabricated myth, 
It also gets stuck in your head as soon as you hear it. The middle track, April 21st, 2020, which is written backwards again because they're British, references the date of global lockdowns due to COVID. It captures a day in the life of multiple people during quarantine, where the world previously romanticized loneliness, but once it became a reality for so many, it kind of sucked. There are lines about birthdays celebrated alone, and how we're going to have a big party next year, or notes on the doors of stores saying, hey, we hope to see you soon. It kind of captures that feeling very well. My favorite track, though, is the future track, Well Rested. Not only does it feature the return of Japanese vocals, which have been missing in KKB's music for a little while now, but it's basically a seven-minute disco and electropop track about saving the environment and therefore humanity. It ends with a babbling brook and birds chirping, which never fail to put me at peace, if even for just a couple of seconds. Between this and the new features that KKB has done this year, I can't wait for the next full-length project from the group. Civilization 2 does not have bug snacks on it, so I don't care. (laughs) Just kidding. Caro Caro Benito has had the formula perfected since time and place. Cheery sounding songs with uncomfortable emotion bubbling beneath the surface. Since then, the group have been putting out stellar track after stellar track. Civilization 2 is just another victory lap for them on their way to their next full release. The main thing I want to talk about is Well Rested. I love how they go for a full house vibe instrumentally. Yeah, I love seeing Bob Saget on this track. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) And they really let the sound play out, so you just sit in awe of the hypnotic wellness mantra. Sarah Benita's speech in the middle is incredible and really adds a natural vibe to this pure electronic track. The running water heard at the end continues this idea, some type of artificial nature. I love this EP and the final bit of experimentation on Well Rested. It's just the cherry on top. We first caught wind of singer-songwriter Maribel on last year's Spillage Village project, where her vocals were scattered on multiple tracks across the album. It's pretty safe to say that this project is entirely underrated, probably the most underrated on this list. I haven't seen or heard anyone talking about this one, and it's difficult to see why. This whole EP is overflowing with beautiful, soulful performances from Mariba. The differentiation of instrumentals across the product just go to show how versatile she is as an artist. If you've heard any track on here, it's probably Ryder, the islandy sounding track about getting with another person and connecting. The track News Come features auto-tuned vocals over an acoustic guitar, with Mariba singing about the future of her people and how it's easy to lose hope when everything feels stuck in one place. But in looking at the children and new generations that hope can be restored definitely do not sleep on this one mary buzz music has this weightless quality to it so uplifting and powerful that it picks you up along with it ozeb is just so tight-knit being 20 minutes of pure bliss the only thing i can really knock it on is the last track my moon which features some very questionable vocal mixing sounding like she recorded her vocals over skype having this weird compressed high treble mix that's unflattering even though her mixing is off the track doesn't fail on any other level being really intimate with a nice whisper performance over light hollow guitar and keys gold shares similar dna in that quality a very close and quiet track that leaves a larger impact due to its smaller disposition mary but puts her whole heart in all these tracks and i can only hope she continues to do the same in the future. TK Maidza. Last year was Weird Volume 3. Australian rapper TK Maidza has been pretty consistently putting out these EPs for the past couple of years or so, and 2021 is obviously no different. TK easily glides through multiple styles and genres on this tape, from the sweet and sultry On To Me with UMI, to the biting verses of Kim with Young Baby Tate. I obviously really enjoyed Volume 2, but I think this year's edition is where TK finally comes into her own. Each song is just oozing with confidence and swagger. I've heard this is the final last year was weird entry, and if that's the case, I think she has cut her teeth enough with the connections she's made through the series and can finally release a proper full-length project. 
TK may have topped her trilogy with her last output. This thing is the perfect match of sultry R&B pop songs and ridiculously hype hip-hop tracks. The completely obnoxious and catchy Kim somehow matches in the lineup perfectly with the delicate cashmere. This builds up the diversity and surprise factor to TK's sound palette, further building upon what I liked about the previous iteration. I can only hope she can carry this intensity into a full-length project in 2022. Ouch. Well, that about wraps it up for our favorite EPs of 2021. Stay tuned for the rest of December. We're going to be uh, talking about our favorite songs, our favorite projects, and our favorite Hidden Gems albums as well. Yeah, if you, I, I want to know some of your favorite P's of the year. Please tell us on our social media. If you want to find us there, you can find us at Anthony and Todd on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Find us YouTube.com forward slash The Anthony and Todd Show. You can find me on Twitter at the Vincent Short. You find Trevor on Twitter at Alistair McCallis. I have an album out, Lair Effects, Songs to Inspire Creativity, which you can That's listen to right now. That's my least favorite EP of the year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> which you can listen to now on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, and Amazon Music. But until next time, guys, I've been Vincent. I'm Trevor. And see you, boys. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Thank you. Goodbye.